G'day humans, what's a good work? Chris Funder here for another edition of Wrestling On Style. I know it's supposed to be a light summer schedule, but when a lot of news breaks, you gotta look to your blood, you gotta look to the click. So I made a phone call to Fruity as Alex. How you doing, mate? Make some noise! Um, you are not X-Pac in DX. Damn it. Um, you are, for, let's see. You would be probably ravishing Rick Rude in DX. Well, you'd know that I'm going to take that as a massive compliment. So, <laughs> so stop sucking up to me. Um, Thank you for uh, joining me at this time. <laughs> what I'd like to have right now is for you wrestling hostile sweat hogs to shut your mouths. And be quiet while a real man takes off his robe. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were supposed to uh, have this week off uh, getting ready for all your uh, Christmas shenanigans and uh, <laughs> a bunch of news broke. And uh, I suppose we should start football-wise as we've been touching on the uh, the World Cup a lot. Uh, yeah, this, this might be the last time that we talk about football on the pod. <laughs> so for all you people that don't care about the quote-unquote soccer. Um, yeah, so just bear with us. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got a bit to get through, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the uh, World Cup in Qatar closed out. Uh, it's a... Uh, semi-finals were held. We talked about those. Uh, so Argentina beat Croatia to move through to the final 3-0, and uh, France beat Morocco, ending their, their dream run 2-0. Yeah. Setting up the uh, third-place playoff of Croatia-Morocco, who finished nil-all in the group stage after regular time, and uh, they sort of just went out, went at it <laughs> 10 minutes in, it was one all. Yeah. And then uh, Croatia scoring again just before the half, and uh, sort of and sitting on that one goal lead. Happened. Nothing yeah. else happened in the second half, but yeah. Um, yeah, oh, man, full credit to the Moroccans, the first ever African team to make it that far, like, so awesome. Yeah, so looking back on our, on World Cup history here of a, sort of the confederations that aren't Europe and uh, South America, the two powerhouses, the realm of the final remains just those two powerhouse confederations. Highest place for a North American, Central American or Caribbean confederation team is the United States finishing third once in 1930, the first World Cup. Yeah. For an Asian team, South Korea, Korea 2002. When they were joint hosts with uh, Japan. And yeah. then for an African nation, uh, Morocco this year. So we've had one of every... Uh, one of uh, the three, sorry, three of the four minor nations are finishing at you, least top four. You, you forgot a very important fucking confederation in yes. the FIFA world. What's the highest place to you, uh, Oceania team? I know this, but uh, do you? No, I don't. Uh, uh, I guess Australia in 06. Ah, very good, yes. <laughs> Australia finishing yeah. uh, in the round of 16 in 2006 in uh, Germany. 
but before uh, we left Oceania, yeah, <laughs> the glory days of Oceania, yeah. Archie Thompson scoring a quadruple hat trick plus one against American Samoa. Ah, long live American Samoa. <laughs> Thirty-one nil. Yeah, yeah. We, oh my god! At that time, we definitely need to move out of that confederation. And and that was a second string team too that did thirty-one nil because that was like. Like Mostly Archie our Thompson, youth players. Yeah, because Archie Thompson was like the third string striker behind like Mark Viduka and I can't remember who else, but <clears throat> yeah, so like Viduka, Kuehl, like Cahill were playing. Yeah, I wish we had Harry Kuehl. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I'll bring him back today. Uh, and then uh, Spike... Suppose talking about the final to round out this uh, somewhat controversial tournament. Uh, again, we're looking at. I think we both uh, said we're looking at this very much like uh, the WWE going to Saudi Arabia, FIBA going to Qatar. It's a uh, been a very controversial uh, topic, but uh, much like a uh, much like our opinions on the WWE's partnership, FIFA are just going to do it anyway. It's where the money is, unfortunately. Yes, it was. Uh, so the final, Argentina, make it all the way through, as well as France, the defending champions. So at a halftime, Argentina are up thanks to a goal in the 36th minute. But uh, sorry, they're up two goals nil thanks to Messi scoring a pen in the 23rd and Di Mania scoring in the 36th. After halftime, Mbappe scores in the 80th thanks to a pen and again in the 81st in open play. That um, that second goal by Mbappe was fucking outrageous. <laughs> like, that volley he did, that was just nuts. Um, yeah. th- this, this whole game at this point was just... It was about two people. It was about, <laughs> it was about Mbappe and it was about Messi. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then we go level at full time. We move into extra time. Level at half time of extra time. We move into the final stage of open play. And at the 108th minute, Messi is brought down. Uh, Messi scores in open play, bringing Argentina 3-2 up. But with two minutes to go, Mbappe scores for France becoming only the second player ever to score a hat-trick in the World Cup final. I don't even know who the first one is. Is it Pele? That's what I was thinking, but I don't know off the top of my head. I'll Google. Okay. So, yes, it finishes 3-3 after extra time. We move into penalties. Surprisingly, uh, to no one's surprise, both Messi and Mbappe take the first shot for their teams, respectively scoring. Then following that, Argentina scores, France misses. Argentina scores again, France misses. The score is 3-2. Argentina score to put it... Uh, sorry, France then score, because France were taking the first kicks here. France score to make it 3-2, but Argentina score to make it 4-2, putting it beyond doubt. Argentina claiming their third World Cup, their first in both our lifetimes. It is the first since 1986. Since Maradona. Yeah. Uh, since God himself. Um, yeah. 
Crazy. By the way, uh, it was Jeff Hurst from England in 1966 when they won the World Cup 4-2 over West Germany. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's so something it's been you a minute. never hear the English bring up when they talk about their World Cup win. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but crazy that it's been that long. Um, considering the calibre of strikers we've seen in World Cup finals since then. Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi, just to list off a few quick ones. Yeah, and when you say Ronaldo, you mean the real Ronaldo, not the fraud that's been playing in this World Cup tournament. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's not my Ronaldo, and definitely not my goat. Um, Yeah, uh, like... Maradona never got a hat trick in the World Cup. Pele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go down the list like Thierry Henry, who's basically the, I, I guess, the Charmeleon to Kylian Mbappe's Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. What about Mercer Dosal from Germany? Yeah, well, no hat trick there. No hat trick for Miroslav Klose. Who's one of my favourite strikers of all time? Um, yeah, you can go on and on. I guess only two people have done it, and Mbappe, at the age of twenty-three, has done it. Yeah. Twenty-three years old, played in two World Cup finals, both World Cup finals. I think he scored five goals. Hang on. Uh... I think he scored two in twenty eighteen. It might have been one, but we'll have pretty a sure it was two. France. Yeah, so that was France. Oh, it was one. It was one. Okay, he got man of the match that game, though, I'm pretty sure. And that tournament, he is. um, That was his coming out party. Uh, Man of the match went to a different French player. Shit. Well, Gimard. So so I know fucking nothing. Um, Well, in that final, too. Yeah. But, um,. So that tournament was his coming out party. This tournament for Mbappe was like, all right, Messi's had his time. He's solidified his GOAT status, but I'm next. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and there's just no doubt about it. I think the big debate going forward is going to be Kylian Mbappe or Erling Haaland from... Norway, the Man City striker. I think uh, that's yeah. that's going to be the two big, big, big uh, debates. Uh, the two big names going forward. It's going to be the Mbappe or Haaland generation. Because what Haaland's been doing in the Premier League is going to be crazy. But I don't think there'll be a... It won't be as competitive of a debate as... Ronaldo or Messi, because let's be real, Norway's not going to really make too big of an impact internationally. I don't know. They could. They did qualify for the 2018 World Cup? Yes. Or was that Iceland? No, that was Iceland. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. The Nordic countries. Sometimes I get confused. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Lionel Messi, golden ball winner. Kylian Mbappe, golden boot winner. One goal more than Messi with less yeah. time played. Um, Argentine keeper getting the golden glove, which, 
by the way, he played a banger of a game for for a goalkeeper that let in three goals. Yeah, he he was insane. That um last minute save, like France could have won <coughs> at the very last minute of extra time. Yeah, when they were one on one with the keeper. And don't uh, forget what a good job he did against Australia as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd rather, I'd yes. rather forget. Now but, I did find out what England yeah. were talking about when it's coming home, the FIFA Fair Play Trophy. Uh, Yes, my father Brits. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we're just jealous, all right? Yeah. All Jeff Hayes won World Cup and we'll be on level pegging with him. Yeah, that's that's true, too. Yeah. Um, So, what was I going to say? I was going to say, basically, like, yeah, Argentina, they started off the tournament losing to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's just insane. And then they win the whole fucking thing. It's crazy. And this is the second time Australia made it to the round of 16. And yes, the second time that the team that knocked out Australia won the World Cup. Yeah, so Italy in a... 06 over in Germany. Um, that penalty shouldn't have been allowed. This no. one, if the defender had kept their legs closed, the keeper was in the right position to block that first goal. And if yeah. the keeper hadn't played it out against two Argentinian attackers closing in on him, they wouldn't have scored. So we could have been in with a real chance there as well. But uh, We fucking scored against Argentina. That was the most surprising part to me. <laughs> Sailor Bay World Cup, yes. Yeah, you got to take the little wins. Um, So the Socceroos, the kingmakers of professional football. (laughs) Uh, I mean, in a in a way, yes. Yeah. Uh, You beat us, you beat everyone. It seems that way, yes. Oh man. Um, But I suppose all eyes now move over to a 2026 for the men. Uh, going over to Canada, Mexico, and the United States. But uh, more importantly than three co-hosts, we have more spots as the uh, the finals go from a round of 32 to a round of 48. Yep. Uh, so now we'll see eight guaranteed nations from Asia, nine from <coughs> Africa, six from North America, uh, then we have uh, from South America is six, one guaranteed now from Oceania, yeah, sixteen from Europe. Uh, oh man, we're we're gonna get the Dream World Cup showdown: Australia, New Zealand. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Uh, and then the playoff spots: there is uh, six playoff slots for two teams to qualify. Uh, one of those slots goes into Asia. One for Africa, one for North America, one for South America, one for Oceania, and then one will be rotating for the host, which this year goes to the uh, North and Central American Confederation. Yeah. So it's good to finally see Oceania get a guaranteed spot, but um, I think many years that's going to be going to uh, to um, New Zealand. 
Yeah, uh, let's be real. 20 years too late, but sure. Um, Australia never would have left Oceania if that if that happened 20 years ago. Yeah, but I suppose also getting a guaranteed playoff spot will be good for those up-and-coming nations like New Caledonia's upset New Zealand a fair few times in a in the Oceania Cup qualifiers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, if anything, this opens up more chances for crazy stories like your Morocco's. Yeah. Yeah, this opens up, like, more opportunities for some crazy underdog wins. Well... But in- also it opens up, like, oh, we could see some absolute drubbings in the next World Cup. As I look here at Tahiti in 2012, beat New Caledonia in the final, New Zealand finishing third. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, so you could have a World Cup where someone like Tahiti, Vanuatu, Fiji, Solomon Islands, New Caledonia, Papua New Guinea, make it through guaranteed over New Zealand. So that's good too. Good for the growth of the game. I suppose... uh, Looking also at the growth of the game, we can talk about the uh, the Women's World Cup coming up next year in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, crazy. Um, it'd be nice if we got a men's one at some point too, but I don't think that'll happen anytime soon. No. Uh, so uh, taking place July and August, uh, we won hosting rights over Colombia and for Clues? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I see what that is. That's just people who didn't vote. So, yeah, having a look here, uh, of course, the the women's uh, nations now going to 32. So they're sort of like a stage behind the uh, the men in terms of um, number of teams they have. Yeah. But it's good to good to see a lot of um, growth in the game, at least. Uh, Will you be going to any of the the women's games? Um, I haven't thought about it, but I mean, if I could manage to get a a ticket to the the final, that'd be sick. So Australia plays Ireland in Sydney in a Group B matches, then Nigeria in Brisbane before closing out the group against Canada in Melbourne. Crazy. Uh, so what are we? Group B, having a look at the knockout stage for Group B winners. Second half of the bracket, they play off in Sydney, then Brisbane, then Sydney, then the final in Sydney. If they finish runners-up, uh, runner-up Group B, uh, they still fall into the bottom half of the bracket. So they go Brisbane, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney in the third place playoff is in Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I just want to make little mention of a team that's in the Women's World Cup in Group A. Yes. Um, the Philippines. <laughs> okay, let's see. Where's, where are their games uh, being held? Have they not fully qualified yet? No, the, according to Wikipedia, they have. Oh, there we are. They're in Group A. Um, so their, so their first game is Dunedin. against Switzerland. New Zealand. In Dunedin. 
Then you take on the Kiwis in Wellington. In New Zealand. And then you take on Norway. And their second game is against New Zealand in Wellington. And then their third game is against Norway in Auckland. Yep. So we a. need the Philippines to make it past the group stage. Yeah, so if you make it through the, the group stage there, the Philippines, you'll be uh, Auckland, Wellington, Wellington, and if you get to the final, you're in Sydney. If you runners up in Group A, you go Wellington, Auckland, Auckland, and then the final in Sydney or the third place in Brisbane. <laughs> you're stuck in the New Zealand pool. Yeah, so there's pretty much no chance of me getting to watch a Philippines game, which which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to my brother and I was like, oh, you're thinking about going to any games? He's like, oh, well, half the teams I would want to go see from like rankings in terms of where they're ranked in women's perspectives are playing over in New Zealand or they're playing like out of Melbourne and like outside of Melbourne. And I was like, yeah, it's not really looking like it was fought through that well with the whole joint hosting. <laughs> Oh, no, well. no it, it's it's not fair to be honest. Um, let me just have a quick look at who he would be talking about. Uh, um, so who's stuck in the? Well, at least Australia didn't get stuck in the New Zealand pool. <laughs> <laughs> so you have um, all of Group A: New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, Switzerland. All of Group C. C. Spain, Costa Rica, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, Zambia. Yeah, okay. I'm just having a day. And Japan. Uh, all of Group E, United States. Oh, okay, that's where. Vietnam, Netherlands, and playoff winners of Group A. And then all of Group G, Sweden. South Africa, Italy, Argentina. Yeah. I mean, oh, Morocco and Germany facing off against each other again. Can we see <laughs> a cup set there, maybe? But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, so, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the women's rankings. So you got, like, first place is USA. They're stuck in New Zealand. And then you got Germany, Sweden, England, and France. That's your top five. Canada's six. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. See how it goes. But um, yeah, Brisbane gets third place. Like those tickets will probably sell pretty quick. Yeah, it is interesting that um, the World Cup for the women in Australia and New Zealand is still happening. Like, uh, in our winter, the traditional European summer. Yep. So, because so, I was wondering, like, if we ever won it, like, if we ever won the Men's World Cup, like, the rights to host it, would we be doing what Qatar did and having it in our summer or would we be having it in our winter? I guess this is sort of the answer. We don't have the, that Qatar money. So... To move it, no. To move it, no. No, not at all. Um... Yeah, be interesting to see how that goes. I suppose, um, do we have to talk about uh, the old A-League? Fucking disgraceful. Okay, so I'll just bring this up in a moment. Um, 
I've got that there opened. Um, so here's what played out during the week. Uh, was it Professional Leagues Australia? The new governing body of the A-League that took over from the FFA. So the FFA is a separate entity to the A-League now. Yeah. It happened a couple of years ago. That's why the A-League's now got that stylized-looking leg with a soccer ball for an A. Um, yeah. That's when the change happened. This week they announced the grand final is going to be in Sydney for three years. And notably, all the fans from outside of Sydney are pissed uh, because the final has always gone to the first place team. Yeah. Hence why when I'm looking here on the A-League, we've had, where the hell are the list of finals? Damn thing. Uh... Okay, well, that's where I have to click. But, um, yeah, in terms of finals, it's just always travelled. Like, grand finals. So, we've had the Sydney beat Central Coast. That one was in Sydney. Melbourne beat Adelaide. That was at um, Docklands in Melbourne. Newcastle and Central Coast. I think that one was at Newcastle. Melbourne and Adelaide United, that one again was at Docklands. Sydney and Victory, that one might have been in Melbourne when Sydney fed us on penalties. Yeah, full disclosure, I'm a Melbourne Victory supporter. This Brisbane Raw and Central Coast, that one was in Brisbane. Brisbane and Perth, that one was in Brisbane. Central Coast and Western Sydney. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, by the way, humans. Um, I don't even think Chris knows who I support, yeah. but I I support Perth Glory. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. I remember you saying that because we talked about how Gino Gambino also supports Perth Glory. Yeah, so, um, yeah, fruity and juicy. Um, <laughs> fruity juice. Yeah, fruit juice. Oh, man. Like, when my hair's short, too, I kind of look like a Mr. Juicy, too. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, we have talked all about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2011, uh, 2012, sorry, 2012, 2013 grand final was Central Coast, West Sydney in Sydney. Brisbane Raw, West Sydney, that one was in Brisbane. Melbourne and Sydney FC, that one was in Melbourne. Adelaide and Western Sydney, that one was at Adelaide Oval in Adelaide. Again, Sydney and Melbourne Victory, that one was in Sydney. Melbourne Victory in Newcastle, that one took place in Newcastle. Sydney FC and Perth Glory. That one took place in Perth with like a crowd of 50,000. Sydney FC in Melbourne City. Uh, I don't remember where that one was because that was part of the COVID era. Melbourne City and Sydney FC where Melbourne actually won. That one was in Melbourne. And Western Sydney and Melbourne City, that one was in Melbourne. So looking at this, you can have a grand final... Uh, okay, that Sydney, Melbourne City one was also in Sydney. But you can have a grand final now where you have teams like Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide, even Wellington, or the Melbourne teams, and they all have to travel now to Sydney. Yeah. For a final. So notably, if all the fans, including Newcastle and Central Coast, so it's only your three Sydney clubs, all the fans are notably pissed. So they've yeah. organised a 20-minute walkout. 
and all the fans are saying, we're walking out of the stadium, with the exclusion of Newcastle, who said, it's the game before Christmas, we do a toy drive, fans throw, like, teddy bears down the field and the active uh, fan bay go and collect them at halftime and then donate them to family in need. But after that, we'll be leaving the stadium. So all the fans around the country have left at the 20-minute mark. And then we get to the Melbourne Derby around Christmas Eve. Fuck me. 20-minute mark. joke. Fans are laying off flan- uh, flares in the stadium, which happens occasionally. Fair enough. There's a bucket of sand behind the goalkeeper's net to uh, extinguish them. And uh, somebody throws one on the field, which has happened before, and usually the keeper either kicks it back towards behind the goal or uh, an attendant comes and picks it up. But the city keeper picks it up and throws it back into the crowd. That's where it all goes wrong. And if tensions weren't running high enough before, that literally added fuel to the fire. I'm yeah. sure some fans went onto the uh, pitch side area just to sort of get away. And that's where some idiots took their opportunity to uh, cause chaos. Someone yeah. picked up the said sand bucket behind the goalkeeper's area where the flares get extinguished and... Uh, Hit the keeper in the head with it. And Fucking dumb. And they they swing off the uh, goal crossbar. They chase the ref away. Oh, God. The match is abandoned shortly afterwards. And this is uh, going back to the days of the NSL, isn't it? This is all the shit we tried to escape creating the A-League where the FFA said we're closing down the National League for a year. We're creating a new league. We're getting rid of the ethnic clubs. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. So, yeah. The whole point of the NSL, the former National Soccer League, closing down and recreating this A-League was to sort of stamp out this hooligan behaviour, this deep-rooted old culture of violence in the old leagues and we're very lucky in this country we don't have fans other than the active fan base the fans intermingle in this country the fans aren't kept behind wire fencing like some of the european leagues the fans don't have to have massive police escorts getting in and out of the stadium and separating them and making sure all the city fans go west of the stadium when exiting and all the victory fans go east of the stadium when exiting. Yeah. Oh, fuck but now. But yeah, like, there's been little problems before. Granted, there's been little problems in the rugby league before. There's been little problems in the super rugby, in the AFL, with fans having fights in the stands and whatnot. Granted, the media doesn't cover those ones as much, but... Yeah, it, it's interesting, like, what the media chooses to cover in those situations. Um, are they going to ch- choose to cover a big brawl that happens in everyone's favourite sport, AFL or rugby, or are they going to choose to really hammer down and get negative on a report about something that really goes down in the fucking red-headed stepchild of Australian sports, they league? Yeah. Um, but to be fair, 
any negative reporting that happened on this particular incident is very much justified because this was like, all right, all that goodwill from the World Cup about Australian soccer, Australian football. Yeah, that's uh, out the window again. Yeah, this you've heard of the old curse of the witch doctor around Australian soccer, haven't you? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. so hang on, give me a moment and I'll see if I can bring it up. Um, yeah. Because, by God, did that feel like this is alive and well still. Uh, yeah, so um, this whole thing, it's just like, it's just fucking pathetic. And I think there's a good chance that uh, Victory is going to get horribly punished for this. So and before, I don't think it's Victory's fault. The club itself's been given a show cause notice. I just, like at the very least, I think the active fans are going to be punished the most. Whether Victory discredits them, taking away whatever active bay is there now. I know it used to be North Terrace, but that hasn't existed for a long time. Um, whether they have to close down whatever group this is of the active support and a new group rises out of that. So the media's talking about us being, uh, well, I say us, I mean Melbourne Victory, the club itself, being stripped of premiership points in the home and away season, playing the remainder of home games behind fan door, uh, behind closed doors so no fans of either team, and having... <laughs> having fines enforced upon the club for this. We we should say, whilst the active supporters are there, they're not, I guess they're not like the um, cheer squads in the AFL. They're sort of their own group to a degree. Yeah. Maybe that's something the A-League needs to look at, like enforcing club-run ones. Uh, yeah, so, for sure. For uh, sure. The Curse of the Witch Doctor. If anyone hasn't heard of this, when uh, Johnny Warren talks about this in his autobiography, which is titled Sheila's Wogs and Pufters, because that's what many people referred to the game as back in those days. Yeah. Uh, he talks about the Australians going to play a game in Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe, in the 1970 World Cup qualifiers for Mexico. They played the game in Mozambique. Uh, the Australian uh, team, including Warren, consulted a witch doctor preceding their game. The witch doctor buried bones near the goalpost to curse the opposition. Australia went on to beat Rhodesia 3-1 uh, in the decider. However, the move backfired when the players could not come up with the thousand pounds demanded by the witch doctor as payment, so he cursed the team instead. Subsequently, the Socceroos failed to beat Israel and did not qualify. Um, uh, yeah, it goes on to say, like, in that interview, in the episode with um, John Safran on John Safran versus God, where him and Johnny Warren attempt to lift the curse, Johnny Warren talks about how the game, every time it seems to grow, it shoots itself in the foot. The World Cup qualifier against Iran, where Australia were leading, and then the pitch invader happens, and then we go on to draw 2-2 and lose on away goals. 
so yeah, a, a lot of um, a lot of uh, what do we call it? Disappointment, self destruction. Yeah, for sure. Of the for game sure. is blind on the curse of the witch doctor. Yeah. I, I mean, there could be something to it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not one to fully get into that sort of stuff. But, I mean, something's got to be going on. Yeah. Some of the bullshit that that's happened to Australian soccer over the years. The fact we have so many supporters in this country, not just, like, during World Cup time, everyone seems to come out, and we just can't seem to capitalize it into growth of this game yeah uh it's like er everyone i've spoken to in the past few weeks is like yeah i'm watching the bloody i'm watching the world cup but could you name me like three teams from the (laughs) a-league i mean i could but i don't think you're a regular person no no could could you tell me who's doing well in the a-league right now Casual World Cup watcher. No. Probably no, not. Like, and the fact that the A-League moved from being on SBS and Foxtel to now on yeah. 10 and 10 play, I think that's lost a lot of people as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's so true. as far as I know, uh, with this last update, the game was abandoned. Uh, Tom Glover, the city goalkeeper... Alex King, the referee, as well as a cameraman, were assaulted. King needed stitches and received a concussion for having that metal bin thrown at his face. Uh, In response, Football Australia is contemplating forcing Melbourne Victory to play the remainder of the 2022-23 season without fans. Uh, The match was abandoned. No word yet on whether... Uh, City were awarded points for that game or not. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's going Um, to be played at a later date. Yeah. It's it's worrying. Yeah, well, the season's supposed to run through until June. That's another six months of uh, possible no fans. And there's supposed to be games this weekend. Yep. Uh, Just an absolute debacle. Um, It's a real, like, bury your head in in the palms of your hand sort of moment if you care at all about soccer in Australia. It's just like, oh, God, these fucking idiots. And the worst thing is, the biggest problem with the A-League at the moment is trying to get people to come to the games. Oh, shit. Victory's next game is Boxing Day at Amy Park, which is uh, Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. So it kicks off just as the uh, Boxing Day test finishes against Western United, which is the third Melbourne team. So another Melbourne derby. They're going to have to... They're going to have to shut the doors on that. They have to. We're talking Tuesday morning now. That is next... Monday as we speak, so it's less than a week. Yeah, they have to shut the doors on that. People been getting pissed at the Boxing Day test all day and then wander into the, an A-League game, because I've done that before. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, go on and watch 
watch the a day of a test uh, in Melbourne and then just like, oh, right, let's watch. Oh shit, there's an A League game on. Let's go, boys. Yeah. And we cause a bit of a, like we, like we just yell and have a bit of fun, but like there's more violent people than us out there. And then City <laughs> play the next day, Melbourne City. Yeah. They play Central Coast, so like, uh. Yeah. And the, it's a bad, bad idea to run these games. Well, the at first the moment. The first game since this weekend like they were there were games on sunday with fans and that but the next big game is the uh, f3 derby central coast of newcastle uh sort of old rivals there taking on each other this wednesday jeez yeah, yeah but I, new south wales teams what do they have to complain about living who lives outside sydney uh, i guess but yeah. i mean it's not melbourne yeah, uh, yeah. Just, it's yeah. it's sad to see because I've been to a number of victory games. I went to the the victory games when uh, victory won the league, like the uh, the premiership. I think they called it. I think the premiership is the league. The championship is the finals. In terms yeah, of yeah, right. But um, when when uh, we won the um. The titles because we played back-to-back games in Brisbane. We played a Wednesday game, and we were in provisional first. And all we had to do was beat Brisbane on the Saturday because we had to play a make-up game from the Champions League. And that year we won, and we're all there in the corner of the Suncorp Stadium celebrating the victory. Come over to us, we're cheering. They don't give us all high fives and that. Ah, bugger me. Bugger me. Indeed, indeed. Uh, 08, 09, maybe? No, 14, 15, maybe. I don't know. Man, it's been that long since I went to a, a victory game. And, yeah, I suppose uh, that rounds out the uh, the sports portion because if we're going to talk the uh, the beautiful game, we also have to talk the, the dark side of it. And Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, it was. Thank God, uh, the World Cup final happened after the victory thing, because yeah, it, it renewed my love for the game again. <laughs> after the victory temporarily damaged my love for the game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh well. At least one thing we know from this weekend: the debate is settled. Messi greater than Ronaldo. Shut up, anyone that says otherwise. Indeed. I suppose uh, now on to uh, more recent matters. Uh, yes. Suzuki-kun ending? Say it ain't so. Leave the memories alone. Yeah. Um, crazy. Um, I think it's the time, though. It is the time. I know we had always talked about this saying how Suzuki-gun was born out of a uh, chaos of Suzuki, Tucker and Taichi overthrowing Kojima in Kojima Gun. But we always thought that maybe Taichi, oh no, yeah, Taichi or Zack were going to overthrow Suzuki and become new leader, and it was going to morph into Saber Gun or Taichi Gun. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. I thought that was the logical conclusion, but yeah. Oh man, so we see like in this um at the the World Tag League Super Junior Tag League final, Suzuki Goon have a match, and in the post match, Suzuki's left in the ring. He talks up all the current Suzuki Goon members: Doki, El Desperado, Lance Archer, Taichi, Takamishinoku. Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Zack Sabre Jr. and saying that they'll all go on their own journeys in 2023 because in 2022 Suzuki Gun ends. It's wild. It's wild that they're just going to end like that. Yeah. But so have then you again, seen? You don't know that they are. Like have they you seen? Couldn't... Go on. Yeah. Finish your thought. No, like. The, this, like, Suzuki pulling the pin on Suzuki-gun could be the reason that someone like Itachi or a Zack Sabre Jr. decides to turn on Suzuki. Yeah, well, we do see Road to Tokyo Dome on Friday, uh, this Friday, the final match of Suzuki-gun, which sees on one side, Taka Mishinoku, El Desperado, Lance Archer, and Mizuru Suzuki taking on the team of Doki, Yoshinobu Katamaru, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, it's interesting who's on each side there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that there's like one side is the like yeah they're heels but they're but everyone loves them. The other side is. Yeah, no, they're the fucking straight up like hateable heels of this faction. <laughs> no, no offense, Doki. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you got the lovable side with Despi and Suzuki. And then you got the really hateable side with Tachi and Kanamaru and Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, did you happen to catch either of the uh, final matches here for Super Junior Tag League or World Tag League? I did not. I'll be okay. honest. I haven't paid attention in, in a quite a long time with New Japan, to be honest. So Chaos members, Leo Rush and Yo defeated Bullet Club, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, meaning they will get a match against uh, Catch 2-2, which is TJP and Fran- Francisco Akira. Francisco Akira, yeah. For the uh, junior titles, uh, as I go back to look at the world titles. So everyone was thinking, oh, this will go to uh, Aussie Open. Nope. <laughs> Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi pin Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, meaning Bushiman representing Chaos will get that tag match against FTR at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, same old shit. <laughs> Let's hey, be real. Same old Wrestle fucking Kingdom. shit. Godo needs to shine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought, oh, let's put the... Give uh, Aussie Open something here to get excited about. But uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, how many of these things has Goto won? Because well, tag league. feels like... Yeah, it feels like every year he's in the tag title match lately uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. On. Where's the 
I'll just follow it again, sorry. We'll tag league. Uh, Godot's won four. They won last year, and then Godot hasn't won since 2014. And then 2012, when he was teaming with Carl Anderson and in 2014, Katsuyori Shibata. Well, but what does is... that say about their booking that it feels like he wins it every year? Jesus. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Just do something different. Yeah. As do I something look at a different New Japan. Wrestle Kingdom 17 here, because this will probably be the last time that we chat, unless, God forbid, something major happens again next week. Yeah. If something <laughs> big happens, I'll. I'll Come out of my sabbatical again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> An exhibition match uh, between, I think that's two young lines on the uh, pre-show. And, of course, Alex's favourite match stipulation, the New Japan Rambo for the number one contender to the professional King of Pro Wrestling 2023 trophy. Yeah. We see an Antonio Inoki Memorial six-man tag team match that has the participants Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima and Togi Makabe taking on the team of Tatsuyori Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask, uh, the current Tiger Mask. Catch 2 2, that, TJ, go on. No, that's awesome. I love that they're doing a, a Noki Memorial. They have to, right? I think that's what the second night of Wrestle Kingdom this year is on the uh, like January 17th or something. Yeah, right. So it's not like back-to-back nights anymore. No, uh, January 21st is the second night. Right. Yeah. But uh, nothing announced for that yet. Um, uh, We see the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship defended as United Empire's Catch-2-2, TJP and Francisco Akira, the champions, take on uh, Leo, Leo Rush and... Yo, represent Chaos. Kairi, the IWGP Women's Champion, will defend against Tam Nakano. FTR, Dax Hardwood and Catch Wheeler, the IWGP Tag Team Champions, will defend against Bushimon, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi of Chaos. Zack Sabre Jr. will take on Ren Narita for the inaugural IW... Uh, no, was it? NJPW World television championship we see carl anderson the champion with luke gallows taking on tama tonga with jado in a singles match for the never openweight championship uh, then in a six-man tag team match that will be <laughs> mudo's last new japan match we see the team of keiji mudo hiroshi tanahashi and the shooter shota umino Take on Los Ingobernables de Japon, Tatsuya Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Any thoughts there on a Mudo's final New Japan match? Uh, I love that. Um, I, I, I love that team that is on. <laughs> it's outrageous. Uh, uh, LIJ is an interesting choice of opponents, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Uh, we see Taiji Ishimori, the junior heavyweight champ, take on all comers as he will defend against Al Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, and Master Watto. 
I mean, oh. Hiromu, <laughs> Hiromu in a junior match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, this all sounds a very same same. <laughs> it really does. Co-main event listed here is Will Ospreay, the United States heavyweight champion, will take on Kenny Omega, uh, who uh, answered Will's challenge uh, recently. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see Kenny back in New Japan. I mean, this is probably going to be match of the night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got a little I think sample pretty... in their trios match, I'm sure. They'll deliver a lot more here. Yeah, this has actually been building for quite a while, too, through Twitter and that. Like, even before Forbidden Door, they've been teasing this. So, yeah, it has. this has to be the spotlight stealer of the night. Yeah. Uh, and in your main event for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Jay White will take on Kazuchika Okada. <laughs> main event Okada for the world title. Lol. I know, I know. It's very, as much as there's new stuff on this card, it also looks very same, same. Nah, it's a really unimpressive card to me, besides one or two matches. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, nothing really happened there. I suppose last little bit of New Japan news, New Japan Pro Wrestling signs with Destination New South Wales for inaugural Oceania Cup in Wagga Wagga. <laughs> Fucking insane. Uh, um, this will, this will be the, the shortest I will ever have to travel to go to a show from a relatively major promotion. This Are will we be going insane. for this? I think Am I coming we have... down for this? I think we have to go to this. I think uh, we have to get a fucking shared hotel room and fucking record each night. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what? It hasn't had any dates announced yet, has it? Uh, no. No. Uh, hang on. I just want to go back to New Japan over here for a moment. Like, this... Like, we finished recording and we jumped online and this was the first bit of news we saw for the week and we're just like, that's about right. We record early once and this is what happens. Unreal, right? Ah, ridiculous. Um, Just having a look at the New Japan USA Cup. So that was an eight-man bracket over a few days. That one was a 16-man bracket. You could fit qualifying one two, three, four days and throw in an exhibition match halfway through the final day. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that people need to remember is if you're expecting to see, like, one of the Japanese stars in this, <laughs> I, I really don't think you will. I, I think... don't think we're going to even see, like, a lower-level guy, like if... Uh, no offense, but like a Doki, I don't even think he'll get the call up for this. Hang on, is there a way to see profiles of the roster on New Japan World? Probably not because this site's so backwards. More profiles. There we go. I mean, 
Um, I'm thinking Robbie Eagles. You'll probably see him. Um, Jonah, if he hasn't gone back to the WWE by then. Yeah, Aaron Hanare. Yeah, for sure. Farley. I would assume so. I'm just having a look here through their website of any Aussies or Kiwis I noticed that stick out. Uh, Gino doesn't wrestle anymore, does he? Not that I know of, but that's also because he's been in Melbourne during most of the pandemic and he sort of moved out of uh, MCW from what I remember. Mm. Um, yeah, Jonah, just having a look here. Uh, the, the newest Bullet Club signee, Jack Bonzer, probably. Yeah, yeah, Bonza. Um, Davis, Fletcher. Maybe. Depending. I would say even there, a big maybe, considering there'll probably be a singles tournament. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I could actually see Osprey wanting to do this. Nichols. Nichols, yeah. Mikey Nichols. Uh, There's a lot of Aussies, isn't there? Yeah. Shane Haste. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could, you could get, like, a a Haste and Nichols versus, like, Aussie Open, like, main event for one of the nights. Osprey? Yeah, probably. You, you could see... I could see Osprey come over. He loved coming to Australia, so... Yeah. I, I, I don't know how much Wagga Wagga entices him, but... Hey, if the money's there, he'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, but what it says on this uh, press release is the Wagga Wagga economy will receive stimulus boost with the influx of visitors set for uh, thanks to New South Wales government's regional events acceleration fund. Uh, da, 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 will ensure New Japan's pro wrestling first ever Oceania Cup event boosts regional regional tourism, yes, and stimulates local economy. Just scrolling through this, puts Wagga Wagga on the world map. It was funny hearing Kevin and Chris trying to say Wagga Wagga. Oh, man, what did they the say, world Wagga Wagga? Finals. Huh? What did they say? Wagga Wagga. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing announced yet in terms of like what this will look like or that. But um yeah, maybe if I'm having a guess, maybe a sixteen man uh bracket. If we have a look at the New Japan Cup, uh the one that was cancelled, whatever year that was. Was it twenty twenty? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those years Nichols was in there as a singles competitor. So you could put Nichols in there, you could put Shane Haste. You put, like, those guys uh, in there. I mean, New Japan has, like, a Noah affiliation now, So and Slex has done some matches for Noah. Yeah. So I, I could see Slex getting a call-up. Slex um, has done some New Japan stuff, too. Have you gone to watch the Tamashi shows because they're now on New Japan World on tape? I have not yet. Okay, I'm just having a look at what Aussies we could get. Matt Diamond... And Social Jordan, uh, Carter Deems, Bonza. Yeah, bring in Speed Force. Matt Rogers, Jude London, Paris De Silva. Yeah, we need Matt Rogers. I, I'm I'm very high on Matt Rogers. Lucci, so you know. 
Ugg, Ricky South. Mick, like, Mick um, Moretti. Give me Raph Scallion, Mick Moretti, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mick, Mick Moretti could be a potential favourite to win it, to be honest, um, if he's in it. Um, yeah, like, you know that initial opening of New Japan USA and yep. Brody King was booked insanely well? Yeah. That should be Matt Rogers. Um, Matt Rogers is New Japan Tomashi's Brody King. What am I looking at? Uh, aren't they high on Ugg as well? Ah, uh, well, Ugg's another good spot for that. Um, obviously, if they get Jonah, that's another guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Man, it, it's just wild. It's so wild. Yeah, I mean, this came out of nowhere. Absolute nowhere. Uh, I, when I first saw the link, like, because I scrolled Twitter, <laughs> and you and I both shared the same thing to each other at the exact same time, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was like, this is a joke, right? I'm reading this wrong, right? Uh, this, this has to be like a fake site, right? <laughs> Someone's trolling me. No, <laughs> um, no, it's it's legit. It's so weird. Um, so I think that there is a possibility at some point in the future, New Japan Tabashi shows up in Aubrey Wodonga. <laughs> I I, I think or one of the major Australian companies. I mean, Christ, yeah. Like I. Mean... I I mean, this has proved it's possible now. Oh, what is it? Uh, is it IWA? IWA's done Aubrey Wodonga. Yeah. Uh, that's about uh -huh. it. Oh, no. Which one are they? Australia. Uh, there. Yeah, that's it. IWA. Like, I'm just having a quick look at their events. It's mostly been Sydney recently, but they do go in, the, like, before Obviously, before COVID, like they toured Tamworth, Gundagai, DY. <laughs> yeah, they're touring all these little less known places. Like yeah. they're one of the only. Oh, okay. So, just a little context here, humans. Um, my internet's been playing up. So I've actually had to start broadcasting from outside in the back veranda. And, <laughs> and Kadis just saw a bird and he had to let it know that he saw it. Well, Hamish <laughs> just sits there on his bed and lets all the birds eat his bickies and then goes, I'm hungry. Why have we got no bickies? <laughs> He's friends with the nature. <laughs> I mean, that's good because he won't chase the big goanna that's in the backyard. Oh, we've got a big-ass lizard in our garage at the moment. If I find the photo, I'll send it to you after. <laughs> yeah, afterwards. do it. We've got um, a lizard called Jeremy. <laughs> where the hell was I? Uh, yeah, so things I did not see happening in 2022. New Japan coming to Australia, setting up globalization, and going to Wagga Wagga of all it, fucking it, cities. It all happened so quickly, too. Even just the New Japan Tamashi thing. It all happened so quickly. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. 
So I've just looked it up. The um, population of Wagga Wagga is 67,000 uh, 67, people. Aubrey Wodonga is about 58,000 people. So we could get it. We could get it. I don't put it past you. Yeah, um, and then uh, then next is the New Japan Brother Glen Cup. <laughs> Live from the the Memorial Hall and rather the Soldiers Glen. Memorial Hall. <laughs> oh, or or maybe they maybe they hold a big outdoor show at Barclay Park. <laughs> Have I ever told this story on the air? When we were kids and we were watching wrestling, I went to see what was it? Hunt for Red October once. They screened it in that um, cinema. Yeah. Because it's still got the old projector upstairs. Yeah. And I'm just like, thinking to myself, this would be a pretty kick-ass venue for wrestling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've always pictured someone doing a big balcony dive off the top there. <laughs> uh, who was it who did it in PWA a few years ago and it went viral? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Me neither. But, um, yeah, I've always had this vision of Barkley Park hosting an outdoor wrestling show <laughs> right in the middle of it. Oh, man. Be I don't think Krusty would be too happy. <laughs> oh, my God. We're making such obscure references here. Um, Warwick would pop out of this. Yeah, Warwick's going nuts right now. Oh, uh, you ask Warwick about New Japan Wagga Wagga. There is a possibility he will come to a day. A day. And, oh, yeah, because he's got family commitments, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to try try to run it up the flag post about going to Wagga Wagga for four days. Oh, to Miss E. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll run it up the flagpole. We'll see how it goes. Just, just put it past her that I'm coming down. We haven't met up since 2018. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if if I can get Warwick to come... Get you to come. We we can do an in person three man podcast in a hotel room somewhere. Oh goodness, yeah. Well, the sooner they announce dates, the sooner I can look at uh, flights and accommodation and everything. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I suppose that uh, concludes the New Japan news. There's only one big news item left to talk about. Uh, that is correct. Yes. Um... <laughs> yes. Uh, also, things I didn't see happening when we signed off last week. Mandy Rose. Uh, where to begin? Yeah. All right. To, to be quick about it, she's been running a site similar to OnlyFans, where she's been selling uh, explicit but not uh, semi-nude content, I guess. Topless. Topless, yeah. Um, Best way to describe uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I had to see the leaks just for journalistic integrity, um, just to be able to properly report on this, obviously. But, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, so, I saw Mandy Rose trending at work and I clicked on it and I'm just like, oh, did she lose her title or is she injured or something? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and it's been going on for months too, and I'd never heard anything of it. Um, so yeah, crazy, 
crazy. And then come NXT on, well, American Tuesday, as uh, Von Wagner uh, famously said, come Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Mandy Rose drops the title to Cora Jade. <laughs> A little unexpectedly, and then the next day, Mandy Rose is released, and then it all comes out that, uh, yeah, everything she's been doing has been behind the company's back. Um, and the reports have come out that Matt Bloom dubbed her into Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, they train more like the snitch train, am I right? Snitch. I mean, um, for somebody who's a gimmick in the 2000s was that he has a very particular piercing, right? Yeah. <laughs> not not the first person I'd expect to uh, to be snitching. Yes, exactly. Um, so Mandy Rose is gone now. She's released. And the backlash has been insane. Um, I mean... I've got so, two trains of thoughts on this. So, like, we, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, uh, so Mandy rocks up to NXT, finds out she's losing her title. Reports conflict on whether she was told she was being released or whether she wasn't before she went out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she does her job. She loses the title to Roxy. I mean... Poor Roxy, there's no talk about her winning this title. <laughs> no. Worst part about it is, she, because she won the title this year, she got removed from one of my awards. Uh. <laughs> she, she was going to be like my female rising star. Yeah. But the fact that she's won a major women's title in under the WWE umbrella... I can't say that she's a rising star anymore. No. Well, we no. didn't think that was going to happen till New Day's New Year's Evil. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's a safe bet. They'll do it in January. So, yeah, it's. I won't be wrong on this award. Yeah. <laughs> but now uh, I've had to come up with someone else. So thanks a lot, Mandy. Thanks a lot, Matt Bloom. Yeah, so... <laughs> the the obvious choice is to play devil's advocate, the devil being the WWE here going again, this is similar to what I said when we were talking um, what's her name? Zelina Vega and Twitch. Yeah. And I said, well here's your contract and uh, you know what you signed and uh, yeah. But um, yes. <clears throat> but the, the one... biggest issue is the the um, punishment she got for this. I don't think there's a major issue in her actually being punished for this. No issue at all. Mm. But this came out a day after the news that Matt Riddle tested positive for MDMA and cocaine. And I mean, he's just living the gimmick. I mean, he's meant to be on the downers, not the uppers. Come on, bro. Um, so, I've but but notes. Matt Matt Riddle gets a thirty or reported thirty to sixty day suspension. It's supposed to be that. sixty because he had a thirty day suspension for a wellness violation earlier in the year. 
Yeah, well, there you go. That's so why SummerSlam didn't take place with him and Seth. Oh. I didn't even know that. Yeah, um, yeah, because I was listening to um, Observer Radio talking about Mandy and they said Matt Riddle as well. That's why that happened. Yeah, so they used to, like, make public statements on suspensions like that, but they don't yeah. really do that anymore. Um because they so, used to cu- come out every couple of months. Mr. Kennedy has a wellness violation. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so basically my train of thought here is Matt Riddle gets 60 days for doing coke and MDMA and God knows what else. Uh, Mandy Rose sells, sells uh, a couple of topless photos online and gets fired. Yeah, so... But yes, I was playing devil's advocate just a moment ago. Here's the thing, though. These photos were leaked. Exactly. And we've seen people, notably, uh, where's my notes here? Seth have his leaked. Uh, Ricochet, uh, I'll never get that out of my head. I didn't see <laughs> that one, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's just say um, he'd make a great uh, prostate examiner in a in another life. Uh, we also saw Brad Maddox and um, Paige and, and Xavier, Xavier have theirs leaked. And oh, you been... can go on and on. Yeah, like... yeah, countless others. But my point is, this was leaked. This wasn't her posting it on Twitter for everyone to see. This was behind an 18-plus adult paywall. The, the problem was that she had that paywall and that she had that site yes. when, it's, when the company's trying to be like this PG sort of global brand and they don't do that sort of stuff anymore well I'm glad you brought up PG because I have a list of things that WWE has done that's uh, suggestive or questionable in the PG era <laughs> oh god bring it okay uh, so do you remember Eva Marie versus Becky Lynch on SmackDown, and Eva uh, couldn't compete. The wardrobe malfunction. Because her top snapped, and yes. Becky laughed at her. That was she, all over Reddit for days, people trying to find a cheeky nip slip. Um, do you remember when a moment of bliss was happening on Raw, and Alexa was running late, and her assistant walked in, and she was topless? Another thing that has lived on... on uh, WWE Reddit for years. Yes. <laughs> do, you rem- do you remember Roderick Strong's North American title, title photo that got broadcast on the NXT Tron? Oh, of course. Which, Roderick Strong and his small penis. Which Mandy also uh, replicated once she won the NXT UK women's title. Yes. Uh, what's the last thing I've got on here? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the talent meeting with uh, Amber Moon where she got told in a two-hour talent meeting that she had to be more like Mandy? Yes. And she said she doesn't want to be out there wearing booty shorts and fishnets because she wants to be aimed more towards children while she's in WWE. Yes. Which she said, no discredit to Mandy, but not everyone's going to be a Mandy Rose. No. And the fact that if everyone is a Mandy Rose, what's the point in having a Mandy Rose? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling through the WWE front page now, and Matt Riddle is featured twice. Yep, I see that. Uh, so I'm just scrolling through to see if they usually have their thing on here, but they mightn't this week because it's a tribute to the troops week. Or it's further down than normal. Usually they have on here like top 25 photos of Instagram and it's mostly the women in bikini shots by the pool. Oh, oh there man. it is. 25 it's... best Instagram photos of the week. Uh, they'll base. Oh, Dwayne, remember him. Charlotte, remember her. <laughs> okay, well, they're a lot um, more PG. There was a, there was a bit of cleavage. Than before, usually. Oh, oh, beachy! Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Like there used to be, like you'd click on the. Okay, yeah, well, there's there one. Go. There's Lacey Evans with all of her uh, American pride hanging out. Who was that? Who even was that? I don't know. Doesn't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maxine Dupree. Oh, Maxine Dupree. Okay. Yeah, she had bikini on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There is uh, so much stupid stuff. Also, whilst under this company, Charlotte did a nude photo shoot for Sports Illustrated. Rhonda did one before (laughs) signing when she was with UFC. Um, Yeah. I'm pretty sure Scarlett Bordeaux still has an active OnlyFans. From the okay. recent indie runs. I could be wrong. For the purposes of news. <laughs> I'm about to screw up your Google algorithm here. Uh, one more look up. <laughs> yeah, that one. And let's just say when she was last active. Oh, it says she's currently. No, that's a different Scarlet Bordeaux, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let me pull it up on my thing. Okay. Here's something from April of um April of this year. Scarlet Bordeaux and ten other wrestlers with OnlyFans accounts. Yeah. So BFAB, she's back in WWE. Yep. Uh, Charlie Sh- Martinez isn't. Tony Storm's in AEW. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett's in WWE. Yep. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Green's in Impact, but might be going back. Gara Hogan is in AEW. Diana's in Impact, but should be in AEW because she's freaking amazing. She needs that bigger platform. Rachel Allen's in Impact. Jordan Grace is in Impact. Katie Forbes. Oh, God. You can only imagine what her content's like. I just remembered that era of Impact with Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes. Oh, my God. I wiped that from my mind until just then. And Sunny, I mean, isn't she in prison again? Yes, but she's still putting up OnlyFans content because her manager has, like, a whole camera roll of stuff. I see her Twitter constantly tweeting about it. Yes, Sunny's away, but we've still got exclusive content to put up. Check it out here. 
Okay. All, all money's going to go towards getting Sonny out of jail. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, for disclosure, I don't know if the WWE people still have theirs currently active or not. No. Uh, Zelina uh, Vegas was what cosplayed? <coughs> yes. Actually. And it on. was... And the big thing with Zelina was her Twitch account. Yeah, which I now have. I'm a Twitch independent contractor. One who says they're employed by Twitch is a goddamn idiot. Unless you're actually <laughs> staff there. I'm a Twitch streamer. I'm employed by Amazon. No, <laughs> okay. Aren't some of these on WWE? Yeah. I'm looking at this now because you just brought it, like I brought up her in cosplay. Okay. Like. Oh my god, Benji just sat on my keyboard. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, like. She shouldn't have been fired for that. Like. No. So. If you a want lot to of this... spend her for 30 days and tell her to close it down or something, saying, oh, that's in breach of your contract. Yeah. Exactly. She's. Did, did you see the reports about how much money Mandy was making off this site, though? I haven't seen a money figure, no. 250000 a month. She's not stupid. Yeah, so she was actually making more from that than her WWE contract. I mean, why not? And now that she's been released, she upped the price. Of her, yeah, of she her. put out a tweet or something saying the site's not going anywhere. Yeah, and she's up to the price by about ten bucks, I think. So, Mandy's gonna. I I wouldn't be surprised that if she doesn't get brought back, she never wrestles again. Because why would she need to? <laughs> Do you think she goes to AEW? No, there's no spot for her. Oh, actually, they could be. With Paige? It could be a good chance for Tony to Tony Khan to get like some good PR by giving her a chance. Good PR for his women's division, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's like, oh yeah, well WWE take this. Yeah, I mean, it baffles me because. She's basically carried this NXT women's division when it has been so green. Like, other than Roxanne, you don't really have a lot of women. And I suppose the big thing is now, what happens to Toxic Attraction? Yeah, and, like, the whole thought was that they were going to get called up as a package soon. And now this has happened. So I, I think, like, Gigi and JC, like, could get called up still. It just... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Um, this whole thing reminds me a lot of, as you said, the Zelina Vega thing, but it also reminds me of the backlash. Do you remember when Emma got released for stealing a $20 iPad case? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me a lot... Of, the backlash reminds me of that. 
And, you know, as with Zelina Vega and as with Emma, they got their jobs back pretty quickly. Yeah. I think Emma got released and then, like, two days later, she was back in the company. Yeah, she was gone for two days. Yeah. While they figured figured it all out. I could say something similar with this, too. I could say Mandy getting her job back, like, real soon. Yeah. And honestly, I, I discussed this on a future episode of Smack It Down if it ever gets released. But, <laughs> but, um, what you do is you bring Mandy back and then you have Sonya come out and say, like, yeah, I might not be like an authority figure anymore, but I still have a few, uh, a few strings I can pull and I, and you know who got you fired? It was me, Mandy. And then we redo the Mandy Sonia's storyline. Oh, yeah, because we never got the conclusion to that. No, and you redo it. And you even bring Otis into it. And, like, before Mandy comes back, like, Otis, like, he's still hanging out with Chad Gable, but he just doesn't seem quite right. He seems a little sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. I That's don't, how you do it. That's how you do it. I mean, and she, and you know how for a little bit there, Sonia had like Zia Lee and Natalia like doing her dirty work for her. Yeah. That's when you bring up Gigi and JC. Wait, Mandy's posed. On fitness magazine covers whilst winning WWE? I I think there's a chance that might have been before WWE. It says on here, Mandy. WWE oh, WWE. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Like, some of these photos, though, like, had to have been before WWE. Like, because she just looks so different in some of them. Like, she looks so young in some of these photos. Yeah, uh, I, I think if you are AEW, you look at her, like, the sooner the belt's off Jade, the better, because then you can actually start having two competitive women's divisions again. Yep. Right. Which is, ow, a problem. Uh, so we look down at contracts... The, the women's division. Uh, like, who would be... Like, Mandy's not going to light the world on fire with her in-ring ability, let's be honest. But I'd say she's more credible than a Jade at the moment. Like yeah, Jade's for sure. been hella protected, but Mandy can actually go in there and have a pretty competent match for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, Mandy's like she's nothing to write home about, but she's she's like inoffensive in the ring. Like mm. she's she's not bad. So yeah, you could do something with her. Like I I don't know what Oh Jesus. Jesus. Um Yeah, so you could do like Mandy versus like who would you pair her up with in AEW? 
straight away. Actually, I mean, no, you know what the story is? What? You do Mandy versus Soraya. Soraya. Yeah. Soraya? <laughs> I always forget. Because um, do you remember how Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville got called up to the main roster? Go on. As members of Paige's new stable, Absolution. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot about Absolution. So once, like, Paige, Soraya, Soraya, I really forgot which one it is. Is it Soraya or is it Soraya? Anyway, um, once she's done with her Brit and then probable Jamie feud, I think you'll need something for her. So you bring in Mandy and there's a story to tell. Now, because Mandy's on a main roster contract, it was reported. 90 days, so we're looking December, January, February, March. So she could debut uh, mid-March to April. St. Patrick's Day slam. There you go. Actually, when was NXT last? So she got released on the Wednesday. That's the 14th. So, yeah, they'd time out well. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean... When is St. Patrick's Day? Isn't it, like, exactly March 17th? 17th, okay. Yeah, three days before. Yeah. Of course you would remember when St. Patty's Day is. Yes, the Irish heritage. Oh, I mean, in your line of work. Oh, yeah, that too. Plenty of Guinness. <laughs> Got to order extra Guinness St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, everyone before. pretends to like Guinness on that day. I like Guinness. It's good. Oh. It's better when you get out of the tap on draft. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for, um, uh, what's her name? Raquel, uh, Roxanne Perez, because no one's talking about her title win. Everyone's just talking about Mandy. Yep. I mean, I'm sure after... This week's NXT airs. It might change. Um, did you see Grayson's tweet? He put out after he found out Mandy had lost. Oh, I was like, oh, something about just bagging out Roxanne, wasn't it? Yeah. Hang on. It's an A. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's G-R-A-Y-S-O-N. There we go. Uh, do you also see Twitter? Yeah, Survivor, Grayson Waller. <laughs> Literally. Um, I don't know, because it might... Oh, he's got a T-shirt now. Good yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> I know. It looks very new-gen. Yeah. Uh, he did put out something. I don't know if it'll still be here or not, because uh, he does tweet a hell of a lot. Now, might have he might have even removed it, or it might have been a comment on someone. But yeah, I mean, did you see what's happening with Twitter? How they might be removing some accounts that are just here to promote other websites? 
No, what's that? Uh, hang on, it's on my phone account. I'll see if I can find it quickly. Last little bit of news before we uh, actually wrap up. Because we have gone long today. Lots yes. of news to talk about. Jeez, I mean... I mean, we've touched on Riddle getting suspended. It is what it is. Um, here's my bit of news. Have you seen the sports bet favourites to win the Royal Rumble? No. Let me quickly pull it up for you. Because if you were told that these three people were the favourites to win the Royal Rumble this time last year... Could be going past 100. Uh, is it on actual bet? Yeah. Hang on. I'll, um... Oh. Hang on. I'll find it for you, and I'll okay. send it to you. As Alex looks that up. Yeah. So I will send it through on Skype. Right. Now. Here it is. 2020 Royal Rumble. 2023. Yeah. So um, imagine this time last year being told, hey, this time next year, the favourites to win the Royal Rumble are going to be Sami Zayn, The Rock, and Cody Rhodes. Cody, <laughs> who was in a TNT title feud at the time, might have even been TNT champ at that time. The Rock, well, his name sort of comes up most years, so it's like not that surprising. And yep. Sami Zayn. I think if you were told this lo- this time last year, despite where Cody Rhodes was and despite where The Rock was, the most surprising part is Sami Zayn. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Um, <laughs> I mean, is there anyone like who stands out as just a weird choice? For good money. Shane McMahon, $91. I mean, um, probably not. Cesaro at 201. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, let's chuck a dollar on it. Uh, will The Rock officially enter the Rumble? Yeah, I don't know. You bet on AW? What? Can you? Yeah, New Japan, Wrestle oh, you Kingdom. Can. You can set on New Japan, bet on New Japan? Crazy. Now, what Pris- can you bet on for AEW? Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. <laughs> F- <laughs> what will be the official 2023, uh, 2032 Brisbane Olympics mascot? Ibis, Ben Chicken is the favourite. It has to be. It needs to be. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, you I can mean, bet on pro wrestling Noah. You can bet on the outcome of Great Muda versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean... You can bet on Impact. Hard I bet to on kill 2023. But there's a reason I don't bet on freaking wrestling. No. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the worst idea to chuck a few bucks on Bully Ray. 
at 4.33. <laughs> Bully Ray into Mickey James. Into, we'll go back. Put in uh, Muda to win. Then we'll go back. We'll go over to New Japan. We'll go down to uh, the Never Oakweight title. We'll put Tamatunga to win. You can just... bet on who Edge's retirement match is going to be against. Who's what? You can bet on Edge's retirement match. Oh. Oh. Because uh... Edge is meant to be retiring at the Toronto show on Raw in August 2023. That's the rumour. And here are the top three favourites, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and John Cena. I'd say Randy because of their history. Uh, other people in here, uh, Kevin Owens at 7.50, Cody Rhodes at 10, Bron Breaker at 11, Johnny Gargano at 11. I mean, at this point in time, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't be the worst idea to put money on Bron. You can put bets on today's Raw. <laughs> oh, my God. Starts in 12 minutes. Yeah. Oh, there's a ladder match on Raw today. Dexter Loomis versus The Miz. What's the stipulation to the ladder match? Because I've already forgotten. I think, like, if the if Dexter Loomis wins, he gets more of The Miz's uh, no, if The Miz wins, he gets his money back from Dexter Loomis. And if Dexter Loomis wins, The Miz has to give more money or some shit? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. Uh, the Judgment Day versus The Street Profits. Snooze. Bet on that. Yeah. Wow. NXT, New Year's Evil. Oh, shit. What? Ron yeah. Breaker, $1.17. Grayson Waller, $4.40. Do you have a sports bet account? <laughs> I do, but I stay away from it, man, because I've got that personality that if so, I started, I won't stop. So do I, but um, that is tempting. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What's it say? Wins via DQ and count out. Others may be added. Match stipulations may change, or WWE matches are subject to change. Okay, sure, whatever. It's weird. Oh, man, I suppose uh, that's all for now, isn't it? That is all for now. Um, I'm currently uh, playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond on my Switch as we're talking. Oh, no. Um, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, you've still got to take on uh, Cynthia. I just beat her last night. Oh, in the um, in the elite four. Uh, after the elite four, yeah, that 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 sucked. How many it attempts? Sucked. Uh, to get past the elite four, it took two attempts. Oh, uh, that's to not get, too bad. To get past Cynthia, it was first try. Oh, I, I failed. I failed on the first Elite Four member once, and then I was like, all right, we're going to go XP farming for about three hours now. <laughs> um, so we're going to kill all the fucking countless amount of Geodudes in this game because there's just a stupid amount of Geodudes everywhere you walk. Well, I think Geodude 
uh, Geo dudes give you good um, defense DVs. Yeah. Because DVs are a hidden stat for some reason, which is. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way they coded the Pokemon games. Anyhow, um, I. Yeah, and my goal was to. I want to get, like, a. I want to get my Starly up to a level 70, and I've done it. Like, because who keeps a Starly in their squad? I kept him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Pokemon, I'm still plodding along through gold with defeated uh, Team Rocket in the Slowpoke well, and we rescued Kirk, who fell down the well and broke his hip, and now nice. we've just got a take on the bug gym but we've finally got our fire starter to a fire move so that should be easy excellent yeah uh so you mentioned uh smack it down was uh doing something uh where can the good humans find that uh at sid underscore pod and search up smack it down podcast wherever you get smack uh wherever you get podcasts like uh itunes spotify all that sort of good shit um you can find me on instagram and twitter at fruity is alex hit me up uh, you can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS, and you can search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Style. You can find Chris at... At I'm Chris Funder, or come support me on Twitch at Chris Funder, because big things, 2023, going to be happening there. Uh, you can go back and listen to the Wrestling Star archive for free on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, or using the RSS feed, found the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Oh man, I think it's. I think I'm gonna start playing Pokemon Arceus after this. Ooh, that's a really um, good game. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so, I enjoy Arceus a hell of a lot more than whatever the current one is. Right. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, um, big recommends from me. So I've got three Pokemon games at the moment. Obviously, Brilliant Diamond. I've got Pokemon Violet, which I already played, and Arceus. Uh, I want to go and get um, either Sword or Shield and and perhaps Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or something. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You're full of that nostalgia.
Yeah, no, getting this, getting a Nintendo Switch was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, Eliza comes home from work and it's like, oh, dishes haven't been put away. And she sees me just sitting there on my Switch. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be a good house husband. Yeah, I used to be. And then <laughs> I bought a Switch. <laughs> All right. Have a happy holiday, humans. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Rumba, Crazy Kwanzaa. Crazy Kwanzaa. Uh, all that good stuff. Happy holidays to you atheists out there. And much love. And we'll see you in the new year. Did you see the sound cloud? I did. I did, yeah. Some surprising stats. Uh, was the most listened to one there? So most listened to on SoundCloud is the SummerSlam episode. Then the one where we're talking about WSW and then the one talking about Forbidden Door. Yeah. Uh, most listened to country is United States, then Australia, Belgium. Following that, rounding out, I think the top 10 here is Ireland, Hong Kong, Russia, United Kingdom, Vietnam, which is listed as two words here. I always thought it was one word. Singapore, Germany, and the Islamic Republic of Iran, along with Japan. I mean, quite a mix there. Oh, fucking bullshit. (laughs) Iran, number one. Uh, And then... Uh, just looking at the Podbean stats, we have four listeners from the Northern Territory, three from New South Wales, two from Unknown in Australia, and uh, one from over in Canada who uses Podbean. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. 